Three Cents Podcast is brought to you by Integrity Roofing and Siding. These guys are awesome when it comes to roofing needs, but also siding and renovation. They do gutters. These are year-round issues, and Integrity Roofing and Siding is there for you 24-7 year-round. Need a roofer? Our roofer is Integrity Roofing and Siding, 210-340-7663. 210-340-7663, the official roofing company of Three Cents Podcast is Integrity Roofing and Siding. Oh, we continue here on this Thursday, first Thursday of the year. Can you still say Happy New Year? Sure. Okay, I don't know if there's yeah. like a specific day where it becomes annoying Somebody said, like, you know... February 1st. February 1st. Yeah, yeah. You should get a month. Get a month. Have you written the wrong year yet? Uh, Not yet. I will, inevitably. Oh, I know. I definitely will. I know. Again, having New Year's Day on a Monday just throws off, like, I'm trying to remember what today's Thursday and all of that and just make sure I get everybody's name straight. So, Mike Taylor is here. LG is next to me to my left here. And at an undisclosed secret location... Cleto Rodriguez is standing by the Rodriguez estate uh, joining us. I know we didn't get to see you on Tuesday, sir. So we'll, we, we, we'll, we will settle for you via remote. Hello, sir. How's it going, fellas? How you, can you hear me? Happy New Year. Yeah, we hear you great, man. Happy New Year, guys. How's your 2024 starting so far? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I've had better days. This is pretty that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy New Year, they said. And uh, so Wait far, it's kind of, you know. Just, uh, I'm waiting for it to kick in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, maybe tomorrow we'll, we'll have, New Year's we'll hangover. have a redo. Well, New Year's hangover, I guess. But it's good to see you, sir. It's good to have you. Good to have you with us here. So we, we continue y'all, on. Y'all it. can see me. I can just see LG. Oh, yeah. No, we see you fine, man. I'll you work fine. on that. You say, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We see you fine. So you're good. You're good. Yeah. Your beautiful salt and pepper beard. Ah, thanks. You're fun loving clit, though. Whatever could be wrong. There you are. There you guys go. Okay. Very good. Boy, okay. man, that my, my face looks like one big gnarly. I'm not gonna kill. I mean, wow, it's just right there. Right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> sit back, sit back. I do yeah, this sometimes. Put the camera up higher, you know, so you're looking up. Yeah, of, I do this. My laptop, so I'm kinda yeah. like, oh Yeah, man. no, you're at the mercy of that. Ernie, you would know this. I go. still I am always LG always says just pretend you're on the radio. Don't worry about anything. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you were on television forever. So I'm always. Right. I've learned not to be. I'm, I've learned to not be aware of the camera. Right. However, I still feel like sometimes I look like an idiot because, especially like if I'm like on the other show, it's just me and LG. Right. 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 And so if I'm ranting on something. I probably have notes in front of me. Yeah. Bullet points or whatever. And so I'm not even facing the camera. My head's down, like doing this, like blah 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 blah. blah. Right. And I've got a pen, and I'm marking off bullet points as I get to them. Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, but he told me not worry about it. Then I worry about my turkey neck. This is why yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to lose ten pounds in 2024. <laughs> I start doing this, and, I, and my face looks flat. That's so lately I've been trying to when I yeah. sit up, posture. Oh yeah, posture. I gotta work on my posture. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, straight. I'm gotta up. have to straight back like, like Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then also, also it also it makes your neck go like this, and you can't see that you have a fat neck. I always sit up straight and stick your chin out. Yeah. Does it look? Does it look? Do I look stupid? Like I'm trying to do that? Like, no. I mean, you don't want it to be like awkward or anything. Okay. But but I I had terrible posture for many years yeah. uh, doing the news because we stood so much. Yeah. And it just gets tiring. Your after shoulders while. just kind of slump. But I had consultants that would come in and and they would look at the tape and they would critique our presentations and everything. And the one thing they would always say, I used to do this a lot when I earlier in my. Of course, I've, the camera's higher now. It would be, it would be, my hands would be resting on the desk, but they yeah. would be folded like this. And they were like, "No, no, 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 don't do that. You don't want to close yourself off to the audience." Okay. So if you want to, you so I would physically grab the one side of the desk. I know you can't really see my right. hands, and then you put the yeah. other hand over here, okay, closer to your co-anchor, and so okay. you're, now you're opened up. You're opened up to the audience. If you do this, you know, a lot of times you see people. They call it the steeple. They hold yeah, their hands yeah, like yeah. this. Or they try to do the other st- whatever. I can't even do it. But but um, anyway, they said just op- keep your hands open, mm-hmm. your arms open, and open up to the audience. But to answer your question, yeah. I I you know yeah, you try to ignore the camera to a certain extent because you don't want that awkward like deer in a headlights look. But I think every once in a while we need to glance at the camera because we have 
of an sure. audience watching us on Correct. social media. I think I've slowly gotten better at that. Yeah. Like, for, and also hand consultant. punches. What's that? I couldn't stand my consultant. If Uh-oh. it was up to him, I would have been fired a long time ago. Oh, the consultant at the TV station. Yeah. This guy, I, I don't know who this clown thought he was, but he was like, you know, some guy, El has been, came in and he was just kind of like, you know what would be really great? If he was gone. Oh, like, wow. His recommendation, anyway. his recommendation to Euclethal was to get yeah. out. And he's got yeah. jokes. He's got jokes. Yeah. I'm like, you know, the, he missed the whole point of why I was there. And mm-hmm. matter right. of fact, now that I think about it, I have no idea why I was even there. I was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> I had no idea. You know I was like, no, wait a minute. No. First thing, you know, we want to bring humor to the doom and gloom of everything that was going on in the morning. And, you know, I, I told him that's my gig, right? I mean, I had to tell this guy, look, you know, I'm working for y'all. I'm like, geez, man. I'm like, I don't know where he came from. I forgot his name, too, but I remember seeing him on another channel. Yeah, but nobody like, else was doing what we were doing at the time. And, and we took so many risks and threw so much stuff at the wall to see what stuck. But the idea that you would have a stand-up comedian yeah. on doing a you know a bit, essentially, or a live segment once in a, a half an hour, you probably did, what, eight of the, And at one point, you were doing them on both News 4 and Fox. So what did you do, like 12 live shots or something crazy? I remember one time. It's funny because in a day. I News Four. I was in News Four, and my news director, uh, Tom Bell, at the time, yep, said, hey, "Father you know, of I Kristen Bell." The, yeah, I got that's right. I got the word that that uh, you know he's the one that signed me on. He's the one that hired me, and I guess he was the one to fire me. And I got word on the street that you know, um, you know, hey, you know. Uh, you know, Cletho, they're, they're, they're looking at you, keep messing up, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I thought, man, I was going to get fired. So I go, <laughs> I get called in his office and I say, uh, I, I, I'm standing there, right? And I, I go, hey, you know, I just want to thank you very much for taking a chance on me. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was a lot of fun. And he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, have a seat. And I go, no, we don't need to drag this on, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really, I, 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 I don't, I, I get it. I understand it's, it's not the, it's not, it's not everybody's bag. I get it, you know, whatever. And he's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. All right, if you want to play it out, I'll play it. I'll sit down, you know, for <laughs> the whole speech, whatever. And it finally goes. So we're gonna add you to Fox, oh, and I'm thinking, wow. wait, what? Goes, yeah, we're gonna add you to Fox. So I'm thinking, and it was funny. This is the funny part, though. All week, uh, all like the last few weeks when I kept hearing that uh, one of the managers didn't care too much for me. So I was like, and I was getting the word that I was almost out. And everybody, this is the funny part, everybody at church, my church kept telling me, brother, I see, I see nothing but increase coming your way. I see nothing but increase coming your way. And I'm like, well, obviously you don't know my boss because uh, he I don't see he don't see any of that. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, when I heard that, I was thinking, "Wow!" And the increase was the viewership just doubled, you know, and it just came unreal. And Fox just kind of pretty much adopted me in a hey, we big way. That. I yeah. mean, they opened their arms to me, and it was just like. No looking back. And then Fox, then then the consultant got in. News Four's head and got rid of me there, and I stayed. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the guy, the the assistant news director's name that that moved to? Uh, he went to another place, but he's still with. Uh, was it Kevin? No, not Kevin. Um, no. Keith. Keith. J- McMahon. Keith McMahon. Okay. Keith, Keith McMahon. McMahon. Yes. Keith McMahon said, "Hey, if they don't want you, we'll take you. Yeah. Come on here." We'll make a home for you. And they did. And I was like grateful. Yeah. And I, I was on there for like nine years total. Can we get back to Kristen Bell's dad being your boss? So I never yeah. worked with T- T- Tom Bell was the news director at News 4 when News 4 was downtown. Yeah. That's right. So so I personally never worked for him. But but yes, his daughter is the actress. Uh, what, what Elsa in Frozen and many other roles. Um, you know what he did? But you I never met did? Tom Bell. He was really, he was really cool. And I remember I was on Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, he had a show, mm-hmm. and it was on Comedy Central. And the LOL had a big 
party, a watch party. I had all mm. my, I had all my family there, and you know, we're sitting down. We're gonna watch this thing. I performed for like ten minutes. What I forgot is they edited it down because there's other comedians on there. Right. And and, and I, I kid you not, we're all there, and it was like the quickest little three four minute set, and I'm like, what the hey. I'm already done. I mean, it took longer to write congratulations wrong on my my cake than they did, you know, on on the, the scene that I had on there. So, but it was cool because right before the show, Tom Bell called on his phone because he was there at the watch party, yeah. and he called Kristen's fiance at the time. What's that guy's name? Dax um, Shepard, right? They're still married. They're yeah, still married. That's right. And Dax kind of got on the phone and was like man, this is cool. Your first TV set, you know, uh, enjoy it, embrace it. Cause he was in the scene. He was doing it all over there on MTV and all that other stuff. Wow. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And then for him to do that was really nice. And that, I mean, I would have probably rather talk to Kristen Bell, but I mean, hey, <laughs> one person removed. Yeah. yeah. Great, man. Yeah. No, I think she's great. Uh, so he, California, New York. He just took the job, came down. That, ran, that I honestly no don't know. Running that station. I, I don't know wh- where he came he from before. It. Uh, he went to San Diego after he left us. Oh, okay. And it was really cool because he said uh, I had posted um, my first comedy special on Facebook, and uh, when they went on Amazon Prime, and uh, he came on the Facebook page and. And he was like really cool. He's like, you know, man, it's so it's an honor because he he said out of all of his during his whole career that the best decision he made was putting me on and uh, on the show because he didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. I can tell you what I didn't expect. I didn't expect a bunch of haters coming on and telling me to get off their TV. But oh. you know, what are you gonna do? It, it comes with the territory. You gotta get. I got tough skin real quick. That's for sure. Can't please everyone. That's for sure. I told them, I told them, I said, look, I got my Facebook privileges taken away when I told them. They kept saying, get this fool off my TV. He's annoying as hell. I'd rather hear dogs get it on. I'm like, you know what? what? <laughs> yeah, they were telling me all kinds of stuff. And I, I got so pissed off because I felt like none of nobody from the station was defending me. I yeah. mean, I came from comedy scene where I had fans that actually, you know, liked me. And I didn't know what this trolls and all this stuff was. And they came at me like that. And I, and I remember I told them, hey, uh. If you don't, I said, if you don't like the show, change the channel, Hoss. You know, I mean, it's, oh yeah. And I told him, I remember one guy. He got on my under my skin and said, "I go kill myself." I said, "Hey, you know, <laughs> oh, it's called worst collection for a reason. You know where I'm at. Come tell me that to my face." Hey. I was so mad. I was so mad. Wait, so what? You yeah. never had a you never had a heckler while you're doing stand up that trashed your set. Well, no one told me go kill myself. I mean, they told me, you know, I could handle a heckler, you know, but yeah, this guy, yeah. go kill your mom, go kill yourself, go kill oh, everybody. Oh, that's like, a little harsh. Like, and that lady was mean. I ain't gonna lie. She was mean. <laughs> Dang, that's pretty personal. Like, I felt like nobody was defending me. And I said, and then they, next thing you know, I had my privileges taken away. I couldn't, because well. I didn't know you're supposed to write, you're supposed to type. Um, thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. You scumbag. We value your feedback. Hope you die in a fire. (laughs) (laughs) But slowly where you suffer for six weeks in the hospital after multiple skin grafts, (laughs) then, then die in front of your kid. I am so easy. Like Sunday morning. I'm like Lionel Richie. Oh, I wouldn't know by today. (laughs) It takes a lot of, it takes a lot to get under my skin, but that guy, I'm like, I mean, I walk in, I came in, I was having a good day. I didn't, I didn't mess up on any of my words and, you know, and all this stuff. I mean, to me, the first day I thought I'm going to get canned and I'm not even hired yet. I was just an audition. I was an audition for three months. I finally told my boss, Hey, if you're not going to hire me, Hoss, I'm not waking up this early anymore. Forget mm-hmm. that, Charlie Brown. Yeah. I'm looking for some experience. <laughs> Well, it worked wow. out. Well, I it, love this. I you, love this. More dirt on the TV stations. Gosh, I like it. Yeah. Save some for the book, Klepto. Save some for the book. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Jeez, man. Right, I, exactly. I give some old radio stories, but I signed an NDA. Non-disclosure. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does they it expire it. soon, or when does it expire? Uh, never, no. Oh. My, my non-compete's over. Like, I can work for anybody So, like, I an want. NDA is, like, lifetime? 
Like, I think so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. As it pertains to those particular topics. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I know. I see. I wouldn't. The, the danger in making someone sign an NDA goes to show that y'all are trying to hide stuff by making your employees sign an NDA. What is it? What are you trying to hide? <laughs> yeah. They abuse me. Ernie, Ernie, who was your uh, toughest interview? What was the toughest interview for you ever? Oh, gosh. Oh, you know what? This is interesting. Um, there are a couple that come to mind now that I think about it. Uh, Tracy Morgan, the comedian, came on our show right when we launched in like 2007. And there's mm -hmm. a tape out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But he, came, we were so fired up because he was one of the first big gets that we had. Yeah. The show hadn't even been on the air maybe two months, like three mm -hmm. months. This is like in the early, early 2006. Mm -hmm. We get him on. He's. I think he was at Laugh Out Loud. He comes on. He, long, long story short, we had set up these bits we were going to do with him, and we were going to have so much fun, and we were going to do multiple segments and everything. And he basically walked in and was not having any of it. Was not in a good mood. Not interested. Um, and I'll never forget. He was wearing like a white jumpsuit or something that had was made out of material that like a towel is made out of, like a like a bath towel. I'll never forget. And it was dirty. Hmm. Like it was. Like it was stained. He wore it up to the station. He wore it to the station. And he, we <laughs> sat down and you know, Kimberly and I are there and uh, we had all so much material planned and everything. And he wasn't doing, it was the most awkward, um, <laughs> not funny, disappointing. Yikes. You know. Just getting like, yes, Ernie, I will be doing stand-up. Oh, uh, that's something like that. If you say so. Yeah. Yes. He, he wasn't doing any of his, because wow. I, I think he was on Saturday Night Live or I don't remember if that was pre, or I guess he was SNL, but Anyway, bottom line is that that was uh, that's one that comes to mind. That was is that just, is that when he is that when he was crying on stage at the LOL? I don't remember him crying on stage, but I think okay. he, he came on our show before he did his stuff at LOL, and like he had just gotten to town. Maybe he didn't want to wake up early that morning because it was like eight in the morning or something. And um, yeah, there comes a time Maybe, in your yeah. career. There comes a time in your career as a comedian that you just you just feel like. You don't feel like getting up in the morning. You just, I mean, it's crazy because for me, it was no problem. I love doing radio. I love doing TV. Yeah. And it's just some comedians, like the he main headliners like that, they just get to a point where they're like, nah, I'm good. Like, we had to run. Well, then say no yep. and don't come up there and waste <laughs> right, Ernie's exactly. time. Don't be it's an asshole. It's my time. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I enjoyed it. I love going doing radio and TV and, yeah. and, uh, I didn't, you know, Ernie, you want to hear something really funny is that I almost did not take the gig because I told Tom Bell that I was not a morning person. And he goes, I said, what time should I be at the, at the station? He goes, you have to arrive about 4.30 and uh, be ready to go. And I go, oh, that's cool. I'll drop my kids off at home when they get from school. And he goes, no, no, in the morning. A.M. I told him, I said, you know, I, I am a comedian. I start my second dream at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I I said, I go, I'm just barely getting home at that time. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah. So I tried it out. And it was just like if I was waking up for a gig to go up in for an early flight. So it wasn't too bad. Now you had a good and run. Mike, that's for sure. Mike, Mike what was your uh, worst interview? Daryl Moose Johnston. What? Former really? Dallas Cowboys great. Yeah. So he was the wow. general. He had, he, had, he had taken over as the general manager of the commanders. Sure. Now. And anyone that knows me knows that I am anti any other football teams coming into our town. It's a Cowboys town. I don't have time for the effing commanders or the stupid talons. So none of the minor league. Okay, I didn't no, know this they about. They all kiss my ass. All the the Bra the and Brahmas? goes for the San Antonio Brahmas too. They're Wade horrible. Phillips? It's a waste of time. The Slingers? league, the 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 league, damn near folded already. Which they already had to merge they with the merged. XFL, yes, yes. and now we're stuck with Wade Phillips. That's right. You bet your That's ass. Right. I'm the coach. Of the, I'm gonna be coach San Antonio. So so I, I don't. I have no time for these bush league minor leagues because all they're doing, they know they're not gonna last for long. They want to come in here, take your money, fool you into putting San Antonio on the shirt. Yeah, we're San Antonio's new team and. So I, that, that's my background. Knowing they're not going to be here in two years, they're trying to scam you out of money right now in the short term so they can all get pad their retirement. But the commanders, we had like the top they attendance in, in the league. Right, in Ernie, but the league was doomed. They didn't right. make it to half a season and F the commanders. 
My buddy Hutch, who was running my show as the producer at the time, uh-huh. went and bought season tickets. And I'm like, dude, don't do that. Oh. You're wasting your time. They cut the season out with two more home games left. Do you think they gave him the money back for the two Probably home games? Not. Shit, no, they didn't. Screw them and screw <laughs> the Brahmas. And so we had Daryl Johnston on. He was the general manager I of remember. the Commanders. Yes. And they were, it had already gotten out that they were fledgling, already couldn't make payroll, were laying people off six weeks into the season <laughs> in which this one's going to last. Oh, we've got Bill Pullion as our president. <laughs> no one wants to watch spring football. They don't. So... See how angry I get? I, I can't see stand these damn wow, We triggered team. him already. So we had Moose on. I'm like, Moose, this league ain't going to be around in two years. Why are you doing this? Are you just trying to show that you can be a GM in the NFL? Oh, he got he was done. As soon as I asked that, he didn't want anything to do it. Yep. No. League's going to be fine, Mike. And so halfway through the interview, and I love Moose Johnson. Was this in person or, or like via on the phone? phone? On the on phone. The phone. Yeah, okay. And I've actually interviewed him in person before. Mm-hmm. I had I spent... Two hours with Moose once in Dallas in my old days, mm-hmm. and he was great. And I love Moose. I'm not anti Moose, right? But it became. I pissed him off by and I wasn't. I wasn't baiting him. I wasn't click baiting him. I love Moose Johnston. Hey man, are you doing this so you can prove that you can be a GM in the NFL? Because I doubt you're going to be doing this in two years, and if this league even exists. And he just did not. He didn't like the wording the way I worded the question. Mm-hmm. So it was one it was about three questions in. This is. Four or five minutes, maybe. Yeah. And normally when you have a radio guest, he's on 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. We're three to four minutes in, and he's already been like, yeah, okay. Okay. And so I go, you know what, Moose? Hey, man, you're clearly not interested in doing this, so we're going to let you go. Okay, click. I hung up on him. Fuck off. Don't waste my time. I don't care if you're Moose Johnston, Troy Aikman, Tom Landry's ghost, Tracy Morgan, who, by the way, you talk about an overrated-ass cast member. Tracy Morgan is the single most overrated cast member in the history of Saturday Night Live. So screw him for acting like he's Eddie Murphy with you. You're not Eddie Murphy. You, even, you can wipe Eddie Murphy's butt. And so, I know, I, look, if you're going to come on my show, I don't care who you are. It's 10 minutes. You've agreed to do it. We're all in the entertainment business here. Right. Don't right. come on there and mail it in. And I don't, I don't put up with that crap. I just yeah. don't. Yeah. I, I've, never, I've, I don't, I've never gotten in awe of celebrities. Thank God. It's been beneficial to me doing this for a living, you know, I guess, because I've talked to a lot of famous people. But I'm like, Moose, hey, man, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not bullshitting you. I said, it to, hey, man, you're clearly not interested in doing this. So we're going <laughs> to let you go. And we had five, six minutes left in the segment. And, and Hutch is like, Whoa. I'm like, I don't care. We're moving on. We're talking. Anyway, let's talk Spurs. I'm not putting up with that, that prima donna crap. So you asked me that question and that popped in my head. That's a, yeah, that, that was, that pissed me off. If you're not going to bring anything, even if you don't like the line of questioning. Okay. So why are you on my show? You're on here to promote you. You're on here to try to sell tickets. You're the general manager. Right. And now you come on there and you big time, the radio guy that's in the town where you're trying to dupe people into giving you their money for a league that won't be around in six weeks. Be it, nice. is, it is hard anyway. to believe the lack of success that we've had with minor league football in San Antonio. Just when I was a sportscaster and and going to the commanders and I mean this the country the proves Bronis. over how many leagues need to come and go before they and it's but they all know that it's a short term it's a it's it's a scam job. It's a short term scam job. Like a traveling preacher. That's not that's fake, let though, no offense. <laughs> it's like the traveling preacher that's just trying to scoop up money. And he goes town to town. Yes. Let's have a revival. <laughs> Woo! I feel it in my bones. Give me your money. And he takes your money and you never see him again. Oh, that's my goodness. That's what these fly-by-night minor league football leagues, that's all they're trying to do. <laughs> the, NFL, the NFL has just got to sanction its own minor leagues at some point. But they let college football do it. So, man, eh, they don't but have isn't to. that essentially what the XFL slash, what is it, the UFL that's the now? Rock, that's what The Rock and his partners they, want it to become. They want it to be that. But it's not that yet. You can, sign anybody, you, you can sign anybody you want off any team at any time. No one has property even. It's not even like the NBA where, like, like the Spurs operate the Austin Spurs. The G League. Right, or, the G what, League. Yeah, Our yeah. G League team, those kids go back and forth to the Spurs and back and forth. Now, maybe they, they can get out of the contracts pretty easily. But we manage that team you know Quinn Snyder used to be the coach of the Spurs he'd come down and he'd, he'd hang out with pop on off nights and sit on the bench Quinn's like successful NBA coach now for yeah. 10 years until the NFL gets its own minor league team a league that they actually manage and operate but 
I don't know that they will because why should they? They don't have to. They're a $20 billion company already. They don't care. But the G League operates simultaneously as the NBA season does, right? In other mm-hmm. words, the NFL would the NFL, thank you, congruent. The yeah, NFL you can would come not and go all you want. The NFL would not want to run a minor league football league during the fall when in the middle of their regular season, right? Right. Well, because these minor leagues, they want to sell tickets. Oh, it's spring ball. Spring ball. So buy season tickets. Super Bowl's over. They want to give you a little more sure. football. Go buy a Talons shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that owned the Talons was the guy that owned that apartment company. Uh, that owns a bunch of co- apartments in town. Yes. Links, Link, yes, I remember. Like that. I, I can't remember his name, but he yeah, was no. in. He was up to his ass in debt. He tried. He 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 used, He bought the team in order to make money for himself to pay off his debt and loans to the apartment companies. <sighs> he couldn't have cared any less about us or our town. Yeah. So anyway, that was my worst interview, Moose Johnston. I love Moose. I just was not going to ruin my credibility by kissing his butt when I did, was not again. I was not a fan of his league and the team he was on. I didn't even really want to have him on. I yeah. kind of got talked into it, and it was Moose. I wanted to talk about Cowboys and the NFL, and then right before we come on, I'm told Moose is just going to talk about the Commanders. Okay, that's it. That eliminates seventy five percent of my questions because I wanted to talk about the NFL too. I thought it'd be cool to talk NFL and Cowboys yeah. as a jumping off point into Commanders talk, but now it just it went haywire quick. And by the way, I don't hate Tracy. I just think he's I think he's extremely overrated. He's funny, but he's not nearly. Yeah, what I told you. I told you my worst interview was uh, Kawhi Leonard. Well, that's every well, yeah. I mean, good. <laughs> you're not the only Has one. Has anyone ever had a good interview with Kawhi Leonard? Okay, man, we, I, that guy. It was at his basketball camp, and yeah, oh, I, I told I kept telling him. Hey, so how excited are you about the uh, your camp and all these kids here? Very excited. Uh, oh, you got a lot of stuff planned for the kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, you gonna do That's some it. some drills, like some kind of some awesome drills? Yeah. <laughs> I go and I go. Hey, uh, um, <laughs> you know this is your camp, right? <laughs> His and laugh, though, Spurs, he's, he's got a pretty... All the, all the Spurs organization was looking at me like... Yeah, no. I'm like, no, I X-Nay. love it. That's what I would have said. If you're going to be like that, I'm going to smart-ass you. Yeah. So what? Yeah. I respect oh, me. Yeah, throw me a respect bone, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. something. I had an interview one year, years ago. Gosh, I don't want to get shot over this. I think he's free now. Uh-oh. Don't, prison. Don't, don't get shot. No, I, it wasn't Sam's... It wasn't Sam's fault. So Sam Hurd, San Antonio Zone. Yes. It was a cowboy yeah. at the time. I this is pre This is this is pre Narcos. <laughs> oh, Sam gosh, right. his agent reached out to the the ticket and they wanted Sam was gonna have a football camp at Brack High. Yeah. Here in town. And Pac-Man Jones is gonna come down. Terrell Owens is oh, coming down. T-O. Okay, what's up, what's okay. up? Patrick okay. Creighton. <laughs> and so, okay, cool, cool. So what happened? And he was gonna come in. He sat in with me for two segments in studio. Sam Hurd and his representative was there. Some some dude who I don't even think is an agent anymore. Oh, gosh. And we were not five minutes into this, and it became quite clear to me this is a money grab. They don't give two shits. Sam Hurd doesn't care whatsoever about this camp. The camp was a money this grab. This is a money grab, and you're doing it at a high school that's in the inner city, blue-collar, hard-working folks. And it, it just it went south pretty quick. Oh. And then, long story short, Pac-Man didn't even show up. T.O. did. T.O. came by, said hi, got out of the car. What's up, what's up? Got back in the car and went back to the club. He, he didn't. He, they were supposed to go out there and do <laughs> drills with the the kids and all this kind of thing. It was a scam, and I wasn't going to have it. And so I blasted Sam Hurd and the agent mostly, and I gave Sam the benefit of the doubt, even though he was twenty two at the time, twenty three, mm-hmm. still a grown man, yeah, but a young man and probably impressionable, and got duped by this idiot wannabe agent. And I slammed the agent, and they, he sent me a nasty email and such. And then three years later, his clients in the Fed for yeah. running pounds of yes. cocaine, oh, which gosh. Sam's now out. Sam did his time. It's not personal. but and, and I'm sure Sam would agree if he was sitting here, yeah, that camp was bullshit. I got that, that agent lied to me. And that was an awkward interview. 
Some of the best interviews I've ever done in my career were unexpected ones. Sure. Where I thought, yeah, this is a throwaway. That's and exactly just, right. It took a turn or he said something. Exactly right. Or someone got emotional and all of a sudden it just, whoa, this it, this took a turn. You yeah. guys, did y'all ever watch the, the show? Uh, it was about the female, the La Jefa female narcotics queen, queen of the South. Mm. So our boy Brad Mayhar mm-hmm. is buddies Salvation with Army. Campos, JT Campos. Mm-hmm. Who played a narc a narcos leader a cartel yeah. el jefe uh-huh. on Queen of the South, and right. I had JT on. We were promoting the bowling tournament or yeah, one of these yeah, things yeah. that he does with the Salvation Army. I thought it was five minutes. Hey, few people probably know JT, but he's got a good story. He's from the Valley. He lives in Austin. He's a hardworking actor. He's a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. He got a big break on Queen of the South, but I mean, so and I and I asked him, you know, how you got started and. Why do you do what you do and who do you do it for? You know, and he's like, he got choked up thinking about his, his dad mm. and how he grew up stupid, dirt poor. No way he was ever going to be on TV. Get that my TV, get a job for But his dad believed in him and he started bawling on the radio. I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this guy? Do you remember that? Would you, was that ULG? That might've been Hutch. And then the lead singer of Los Lonely Boys, Henry Garza. Oh yeah. He and I talked for 30 minutes one time because they were doing the national anthem. This is back when they had the the big hit, Heaven. Yes. And they had just won the Grammy. Yes. And they did the national anthem, and they were going to play at the pavilion after the game. And I was there early, and Henry was practicing his on guitar to do the anthem, which uh-huh. sounded just like Jimi Hendrix. He was so good. Wow. Henry Garza is one of the most underrated, badass guitar players ever. And we just – I thought it was going to be five-minute throwaway, promote the promote mm-hmm. the event. We chopped it up about bands and touring and road lizards and concerts and bad weather that ruined gigs and yeah. drugs and trying to stay cool after you win a Grammy and how that we're not rich at all. We're still just a traveling bus band. God, it was so awesome. It was a sports show, and then my best two interviews were band men, were, were musicians yeah. and actors, <laughs> and my, my worst interviews were actual ball players. That's exactly Actors. right. Yeah, no, no, it's crazy how that happens sometimes. Yeah. But who's your you best one? You just never know. Oh gosh, that, that I'd have to think about. You've probably that. had a million though, because I didn't do a lot yeah, of interviews yeah. on the radio show, but you had guys, you had guests on every day. Yeah, probably it, not necessarily celebrities either. No, that's that was ones. the thing. Yeah. That's what I really enjoyed about the morning show. Sports was okay. Let's go to sports practice. Wait two hours for these superstars to be done, and when mm-hmm. Pop lets us in, we get in and we talk to whoever he says so, and yeah, it's we're boring. completely at the mercy of. You don't get anything. Um, yeah. Right. The news was completely different because these people come into the studio, they're, you know, 99% of the time thrilled to be there. They're excited. Yeah. Um, they may not be household figures or known names, but they come in and they only get three minutes, maybe four minutes. You know, radio, you could go a lot longer. But sure. on, the, on the air, yeah. I had to fight sometimes to make it four or five minutes because I knew it was going to be a great interview. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'd have to think about it, Cleto, to see like who was just the greatest. Uh, but there's so many times where where an average person off the street came in, um, you know, battling whatever cancer or something in their life, or they have this very compelling story, and then all of a sudden they it goes in a different direction, and you're just blown away, and you're like, yeah. I can't believe that, and you just wish you had more time with them. But um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. It's crazy how that happens. But at any rate. You okay, man? I feel like we're, I feel like we're, we're therapy for you today. Let them. Me? If, yeah, you feel better? You good? Oh, I feel great. I feel like I you feel needed great. to get some stuff <laughs> off your chest. <laughs> we, 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 you know, it, it's it, it's interesting because, you know, and and the reason it's like you, I hear the stories. I love I love hearing stories from from guys that that you know the folks that have been in in the business, and you can relate to it. And it's like when you can relate to it, you can understand, you know, like it's unfair because I've, I've, I've worked with Ernie and I've listened to you all the time, Mike. So I, I, I know you guys, but it's like with others in the business, you kind of like, what's their story? You know, what, what, what is the, the best time you, you've had or yeah. you didn't, you know, kind of uh, it's, it's fascinating to me just to hear the stories and who they come across. And cause like when Ernie was talking a little while ago about, you know, uh, well, actually, it wasn't. A, uh, it was like Tuesday. Y'all were talking about, you know, him being in Phoenix and talking about the Suns. You know, it's kind of like that's pretty neat to be able to like, you know, name. I was trying to name. 
I mean, it's so funny because when you were saying, oh, there's one more, a power forward, I'm like, and I'm just throwing a Dan Marley. Was it Dan Marley? No, <laughs> Thunder Dan was not. He was already retired. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I, I mean, how far back is it? And it's like, okay. But I, I'm just fascinated with the with the stories, and, and I like hearing them. And, and uh, you know, because yeah. he kind of just reflects and, you know, stuff like and that. And all of that was pre-social media, you got to remember, too. Pre-iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago, the, the 2000, or I said 20, 2005 sons. I'm going to 19 years ago. But um, yeah, and it's, it, the, you know, the business has changed. I mean, sure. TV has, yeah. I know radio has. I mean, yeah. and, and so just the way we do things. And um, I've talked about before, like the Johnny Carsons of the world. And I think Howard Stern is a fantastic interviewer. Like I think of those people who you might not love their content or the, their approach to the way they do it. But I just think at the end of the day, interviewing is a lost art you know, and having conversations and, and, um, Howard's the greatest radio host there's ever been right in the English speaking world. That's saying I can't, something. I can't speak for Russia or China, but there's never <laughs> been a, there's never been a better radio host than Howard Stern period, whether you like the content or not, right? which he's gotten, he, now he just interviews celebrities and musicians but that's all day. A, yeah. And I can watch it's that. It's not nearly like it used to be with the, the chichis and the stupidity and the <laughs> private doing, parts. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like that, that stuff. We're not yeah. getting the tetas on the ear and on. No, because I wasn't into like He's grown you know, up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, the earlier, but he was still great then. He just used all that raunchiness yes. to get famous. And but now right. he's a he's a he's seventy. He's grandpa, and his interviews now. And 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 what, what's cool about Howard is, of course, now he's he's a legend, and he he gets he gets people to do things they would never ever mm-hmm. do. Exactly. Like, like you know, like. These 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 rock stars that mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do a song as you yes. requested it. Yes, Bruce F and Springsteen. Right, no. but they'll do it for how? Do it because he's so mm-hmm. genuine. He's so good and makes you feel at home. And it's he, he nothing. Nothing's BS about it. Right, he is who he is, no matter what. And you have to respect. He's the best I ever. He's the best ever. Yeah, no. As far I as mean, just like the tech tactical hosting a show. Leading a show. Granted, he's got producers and directors, right. and even and even writers. He's got right. He's had people that literally hand him jokes that he reads on the air and takes credit for. But that's <laughs> fine. But he handles it the way he yes. quarterbacks that show. And I'm an old radio geek, so I'll, I I I pick up on the technical aspects of just yeah. running a show. Yeah. And there's never been anybody better, and no one close. By the way, he is he is he is he's the Lombardi of. My business, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. He makes he makes boring interviews good. and makes good ones legendary. No, you're right. Yeah, man. You're right. And and somebody told me one Anywho. time we're we're like we're tour guides. You know, it's our job to kind of tour the viewers and kind of te- tell take them by the hand sometimes where where they ever they need to go or you know or if it's doing an interview. I I just I study that more than the average person probably does in just terms of just interview techniques and mm-hmm. and I'm still learning. Lord knows I still learn and, and I have no problem. Uh, Tom Snyder's another one. There's an old school. Tom like, Snyder. I, I, he's, Smoked on the air. Yeah. Back in but the day. Th- he's another, and I know I'm aging myself, but, but just following people like that. Um, I watched a, a documentary the other night on, on the late night, uh, Johnny uh, Letterman, Conan O'Brien, that whole era. Yeah. Of, you know, the late night who was going to get the tonight show and all that. Oh stuff. yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Know, After when, when Johnny Carson was going to retire. Yeah, Letterman wanted it badly. Right. And got stabbed in the back. <laughs> Jay, Jay Leno. <laughs> and then he winds but, up stabbing Conan in the back 20 oh, years later. Gosh. Ugh. Yeah. Jay. And late night talk show world now is a different beast altogether. Do you watch late night I television do not. talk? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I can't. If something goes viral or it's, it's trending, I might yeah. see a funny bit for two minutes or if a, one of my favorite actors or a band is on, right. I'll watch. Right. But I have not stopped down live and watched Kimmel or Fallon or Seth Meyers. I like all these guys. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, it's not part of my thing anymore. No. At 1030, no. we're watching, I'm watching television series and nodding off, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, I, I haven't watched the 10 o'clock newscast, but maybe twice in a year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't. But that I but I go to all their websites every day because yeah. I want to know what's going on and I like the, I, I watch packages on my own time. Right. But rarely do I tune in and watch the live news. But that's but I, but I can see there's such an art form, and especially you because you quarterback that show so long. Yeah, but that is the thing with with news now is is exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. is what's happening in 
places all over the country. Is is so? Package how do news. you? Right, and, and people are, are digesting it on their devices at their own time. So if you're running a TV station or you're mm-hmm. putting on a traditional morning show, how do you continue to do that mm-hmm. and still attract, either maintain or grow viewership? I used to say all the time I thought it was very innovative and outside the box when they did hire Glickle. Absolutely, because it was. no one was doing <laughs> Absolutely. something like that. Because television stations are afraid of everything. They're afraid to push the envelope because they don't want to mess up their news integrity, and I get that. You can maintain your news integrity, and I'm right. telling this to a newsman. I feel yes. weird. No. You can maintain your integrity and still have a guy like Kletho on to bring something else to a, to a show and make it entertaining. You know, yeah. Obviously, like doing a newscast, I, I would never let – if Ernie, if I was your boss and yes. you were doing a newscast for me, I'm not going to let you endorse products. I'm just not going to let you do it. He right. can pimp all he wants right? <laughs> on right. the same show. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. For, for different reasons. For sure. But for, I thought it was so innovative and out of the box. And local news needs to uh, – uh, uh, it's funny. Now's the time I would imagine Cleto getting a gig doing that now because news is having to change. Now they have to now. And if, you know, you got it's not outside the box. It's become necessary to get young people to keep watching. Well, I, I think what happens now is like right. what Ernie was talking about earlier is that is that there's so much there's so much of a talent value that like for instance someone like Ernie who has been there forever and 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 and, it, and this is the thing you gotta be part I watched before I got with the news I was watching KSAT for the longest time I could I was re, I I could identify I liked the the anchors I liked the reporters and I was that was just my channel until I got with News 4, and then all of a sudden I became more loyal to where I was at, and I changed it, and um, and then I, you got to know, you, you connect with these people, and then that's what I'm, and the reason I bring that up is because it doesn't matter now, this day and age, of what you're doing, because the corporate are in Baltimore, and they have no idea what you do and what impact you have on the viewership here. And they easily would, they just go by the numbers. And it's sad because they don't have the decency to come down to see what their station is truly doing and 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 how they're impacting the community. And I think this thing, uh, the thing with Ernie was the fact that I bring that up because people ask me all the time, what happened? What happened? Why, why did he? And I said, you don't get it. I mean, it's like, you got to know your value of what you bring to this table. And he brought it every single time, never complained once. And until, you know, hey, there comes a time when you got to say, you know what? <laughs> I'm worth more than what I'm getting here. You understand? And I think, you know, it was a part of him and making that decision for what was best for him and his family. And luckily for us, you know, as a community, we got, we had him for how many years, Ernie? 18 well yeah yeah i did the morning show for almost 18 yeah i mean we had you for that long and it's like i got to know him as a person i got to know his family i got to i mean we became really good friends and it's just you know the corporate scene now and and i think you can relate to that too mike it's like you put all this hard work sweat tears a whole night into this craft and you're in your job and then all of a sudden, it is for one person that is doing accounting to say, okay, no more. You have no idea what this person does. Now, I'm not bitter. I'm just bringing it up because that was my format. Of what happened. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it's at the same time, it's like you do miss it. Yeah, I don't miss waking up early in the morning anymore. I'm getting older yeah. now. But I do miss being in the community. And, therefore, my other side gig I get out there in the community. I'm fine. I'm good. And I, I run into people and I, I, and now I'm getting, I love this, that, Hey, I love your, I got this at church, by like five people, Hey, that three cent podcast is awesome. I love turning into that. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, that's, that's you, when you know you're making an impact in the community, regardless, the people, they like you, they're going to follow you. They're going to follow you no matter what you're do, doing and go from there. And uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, I mean, I think the the ability to be able to do something like this, you know, made the decision to leave, 
you know, uh, easier. I don't want to get into all of, you know, 2023 right. stuff and everything, but the reality is, uh, yeah, I mean, I think now more than ever, people are looking for an escape. The news of the last four or five years has been very heavy in our area, you know, with everything that's happened and with the pandemic and the freeze and Uvalde and you name it. I mean, just a lot of heavy stuff that's happening. So that we can come on here twice a week and do this podcast or, you know, where's Kleto? Where's Kleto probably wouldn't work in Austin or Houston or Baltimore. Yeah. You know, but but I, I will always believe it, it worked and had a place here in San Antonio. And who knows? I mean, this business is crazy enough. And Kleto might end up on another station someday. I think he should because I think this is the time when news all the news stations are now like, wow, we need to start doing stuff like that. Mix that in. My, and because my, digital now, too, is the thing, too. You, what you can do, what you do not only is on the traditional, you know, TV screen, but can also be on digital. It, it translates. And so that's what oh, makes yeah. it, I think, more appealing. Yeah. There needs to you be know, influence. The hardest thing for me, yeah. Mike was <laughs> was should i say it or should i not and a lot of times <laughs> i my tongue was bleeding because i i said i shouldn't say it i shouldn't say it and i didn't say it and thank god i didn't <laughs> and that's, but was the, that's the mistake that was made yeah they were in they had a great idea right. it was innovative and gutsy but they didn't let him be him yep it sounds yep. like what i'm yeah. hearing is you brought Cleto in, right. but you didn't let Cleto be Cleto. Right. You wanted Cleto to be a bit of a shadow and, of Cleto, and, and he he's not going to operate like no, that. No, no. None of us are. No. Once I started finding out how the trolls worked, and I started finding out how <laughs> the haters were, and, and I started finding out the Karens of the world. Yeah. Oh, well. gosh. Because let me tell you something. I don't know about you guys, but I got me – when <laughs> I got me so many emails and I, 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 I kid you not on some of the emails, I would reply, really? You're mad that you shouldn't. This is what I was originally going to say. <laughs> yeah. You should go see and all I the just, I had a ball with them. I you should get all, see all the responses to me criticizing UT football four days ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> you to think that I kicked their dog, right? Slapped their kid. <laughs> All I said was, you're not, you're not, you're, yeah. you're not better than Washington. Well, and then I, 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 I said, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. So last week, or two weeks, well, when the, when the playoff got announced, right, I disagreed that Texas should have been in the final right, four. Right. I thought Texas was about the sixth best team. I mm -hmm. thought they were just on the outside. I thought Georgia should have been in still, yeah. even though they lost to Alabama. That's not. We're here to. We're supposed to put the best four teams in the country yeah. in. Alabama's one of them. Yes, they beat Georgia. Yeah. Anyhow, oh my God, it pissed everybody. Yeah. I mean, I I have learned. I have gotten used to that. That's just now. Comes Jordan, to the territory. It's a little bit different. What I do, what I right. did for years, but hate I realized also drove ratings. You know, like I think I've told you guys yeah. this before. It's the Rush Limbaugh analogy. Yes. For thirty-five years, Rush Limbaugh was the most despised, most despicable, most criticized, most thrown under the bus, most boycotted talk show host in America. Right. And at the same time, over the course of the same 35 years, mm -hmm. the most listened to, yeah. the highest generated, the highest paid, the most beloved, the most quoted talk show host in America was also Rush, Rush Limbaugh. He was both. And he, because you... You can only go so far when everybody loves you. Hate yeah. is also the friend of the talk show host. Yeah. And I had to I had to embrace that as an as a young man and it was difficult to do. I had to tell my grandmother. Because she would show her emails and she'd be like freaking out. I'm like, it's I don't have to give my opinion. I'm paid to give my opinion. Right. So who am I to jump on to not let someone else give theirs? Cutthel's gig was different. Right, but I I've got that thick skin that you have to have, and if you're not stirring it up organically, yeah, I don't think you're doing a good enough job. You can't yeah. you can't be everybody loves you. You got to have an equal amount of hate. It's the the, the enemy that will ruin my career is indifference. Mm -hmm. Love is my friend. Hate is my friend. Indifference will get that. That's the end right. when they don't care about me. And Jerry Jones even said that when they stop caring about me, I got to go back to Arkansas. Wait till they say. Wait till they tell you. I rather hear <laughs> dogs get it on. 
Oh. There's no insult you can throw Jerry Jones' way. That's why I freely do it. If he, He'd love it if you're sitting here. That's right. Keep on. Keep talking about me. As long as, 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 long as they're talking about me. That's right. And they quit talking about me. I got to go back to Arkansas. Yeah. Um, hey, they don't quit talking. They don't, yeah. they don't give shit what to say. They're talking about me. And that's okay. You know, well, he's done something the, right. He's done a few yeah, things right over the years. So. Ernie, uh, you know when I realized yeah. when I realized how much of an impact that I had was because you never know. You really don't know what kind of impact you have on people and, until something severe happens. Like when I was sick with COVID, that's when I realized right. I had so many of the comments coming in. I couldn't even read them all. And I was just like, wow, this is like mad crazy. Like, <laughs> I mean, when I had stopped, it was like it's 600 something comments just coming in. And I said, it got past that. Like, I remember yeah. close to 2,500 at the uh, when I double checked. And I was like, this is like mad. And then you realize that it, it's something that you, you touch somebody along the way. And, and when they when I first started doing the news, yeah, they couldn't understand what I was there for. I mean, they had no clue what I was doing. And they were like, get this moron off my, my TV and <laughs> all that stuff. You know what I mean? But it's like after yeah. a while. Over the years, they st- I've had people come up to me and tell me, you know, I couldn't stand you at first, but you grew on me like a like a wart. Hey, I'm there like, you go. Uh, okay. All right. You know, I'll take that. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Well, San Antonio listeners and, and viewers are fiercely loyal. That's why we love you they guys are. so yeah. much. And so we appreciate you indulging us today here on this uh, episode of Three Cents Podcast. Even you haters, we love you. Even the haters. Uh, keep it coming. Keep it coming. We'll, we'll take them. Haters going right. to hate, right? I believe Taylor That's Swift right. once, said, once said. So <laughs> nonetheless, um, take it Exactly, exactly. So we salute all of you out there for watching us, and we appreciate your support here as we continue to kick off 2024, and we wish you and yours a very happy new year. So uh, until next time, Cleto Rodriguez, Mike Taylor, LG, I'm Ernie Zuniga. Thank you so much. This has been the Three Cents Podcast, presented by Integrity Roofing and Siding, broadcasting from the luxurious Chatterbox Studios. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is brought to you by Integrity Roofing and Siding.